Hello, welcome to episode 43 of 10 Zero. I'm Maria. And I'm Caitlin. How are we doing? Well, still pregnant. I mean, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? I mean, you <laughs> I would hope so. Not like Mark gets to change. Well, try to be polite and shit. That's what I get. <laughs> you should know by now. Fucker. You should know that. You would think that. After almost a year of doing this. Right. Yeah. Getting kicked. <laughs> Good lord. Would you like me to apologize? Is that why you're kicking me? <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> it likes me more. Oh god, it's, it's bad. Like, Marcus will lay his head on my belly and the baby will just go completely still. <laughs> but if Gordon talks to it, it starts moving around and kicking. I'm like, ha, he likes your kid more than he likes you. <laughs> well, you see what happened was. <laughs> well, I guess I'll get us kicked off with our true crime fact of the day. Yes. This is a not nice one, fair warning. Not that they ever are, I guess. So we are going to Scottsboro, which is very close to my hometown. March 25th of 1932, the Supreme Court handed down its decision in the case of Powell versus Alabama. This was one of the most infamous Scottsboro cases there is. Um, nine young black men were arrested, accused of raping two white women on a train in Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. I see wheels turning. No, we're good. Okay. Um, Victoria Price and Ruby Bates, the alleged victims, had pulled these charges out of thin air. They were completely fabricated. They were not accurate. Um, Bates did eventually end up recanting her testimony. The men were not given lawyers until the morning of the trial, and these attorneys made almost no effort to defend them. On the same day the case began, the defendants were convicted and received death sentences. The transcript of the trial, wow, starting already, left the Supreme Court with no choice but to overturn the convictions. However, lovely Alabama still insisted on retrying the men. Samuel Leibowitz, I think? Leibowitz? Sure. Uh, One of their defense attorneys of the day came to represent the men, however, it didn't matter. Um, the jury made up of all white men convicted, all of the nine black men. Uh, right. Over the following years, the men were retried several times. Each time they were convicted and the charges were reversed upon appeal. When everything was said and done, the men served 10 years for a crime they did not commit before they were finally released. Welcome to the South in the 30s. It was great. Right. Not really. At all. No, I, um. My mind went to a really, really dark humor place when you said, I don't want to know. They were on a train and it was nine men, two women. You're disgusting, bug. I did not want to say that. You're disgusting, bug. (laughs) I can't handle you. Like, that's where my mind is because I'm a huge fucking pervert. God damn it. Disgust a bug. <laughs> like, 
not to make a laughing matter out of that situation. But that was the first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> I hate you so much. Blame TikTok. God damn it. TikTok has ruined us all. Like, Do you think there are more doors or wheels in the world? I don't know. God damn it. Oh, Jeremy explained that to me finally. Did he? Yeah. But no, it's just... It's horrible the amount of racism that we have in our country, even today. And like... For it to be a jury of all white men... Right. That right there should have been enough to tell you. They're going to try and convict them. That no should have been what. the first problem. Now, the first problem was them pulling charges out of fucking thin air. But, well, yeah. You know, what do I know? Wrongfully accusing someone of rape is bullshit. And, and I guarantee it was because they were black men. Oh, yeah. 100%. The South is not a nice place for anybody. No. Not back then. Absolutely. And and people are taught the racism. Oh, absolutely. I try to keep my kids as open-minded as possible. But there's so many influences. Oh, I grew up way. hearing that word I'm absolutely not going to say I because of so much where I lived. Yeah. Like my My mom's going to hate me for saying this. Grandfather use that word regularly. See, that and is I one fucking thing, hate it. That is one thing that my grandparents never did. Oh, I got slapped for calling him out on it. Like, my grandparents... Yeah, they had racist tendencies. Like, my parent or my mom, wasn't allowed to bring home a black man. Oh! Don't get me started well, on that. You would have been fucking disowned. But... Jeremy's sister... I would never say that. Jeremy's sister tried to bring home a black man to date. Shocker. Guess who flipped out? The dad? Mm-hmm. Of course. I mean, not on good terms right now, but here we are. Like, I told my kid, as long as they're respectful, and they respect you, and they love you, I don't care. No, I don't give two shits. I don't I care if you bring home there. an... I don't... I know there might be some family members who kind of like get pissed off about it. I don't care. Fuck them. Their That's not a you problem. Matter. That's a them problem. That's not a you exactly. problem. So, like, my kids know better. Like, they don't see color. They're friends with everybody. Pretty sure one of them is going to be gay. <laughs> not that I care. <laughs> but he. God damn it. He literally will walk around the house and he will sit in like the most flamboyant position. Like, and just over-exaggerate how he's sitting down. He has to make a show out of everything. Are we talking the older one or the middle one? The middle one. Okay. And he will, like when he stands with his hands on his hips, he does like the whole reverse wrist thing. Oh, yep. And I just... Like, watch him turn out to be the straightest kid I have. But as of right now, like, I'm honestly thinking he's gay and he just doesn't know it. Whatever. 
which I don't mind. Like, I don't care. I'm not going to disown him. I'll love him anyway. But just seeing it, just and seeing st- it, him not knowing it yet. and him not realizing it. I kind of just want to be like, buddy, hey, <laughs> can we have a talk? Can we, can we talk about this <laughs> without you having a meltdown? Oh, God. Because he's been, he's been called gay before and he completely melts down, starts screaming he's not gay. I go, dude, if that is the worst thing you get called today, consider it a victory. Like, your two-year-old brother normally calls you a bitch. Poophead bitch. <laughs> I want to make a sticker out of that. <laughs> you're a poophead bitch. Not just a bitch. You're a poophead bitch. Like, if that is the worst thing that you get called. You're fine. In your life, you're fine. There could be so much worse things. Dude. So much worse things. Anyway, now that we went on our rant. Ugh. Mine's a short one. Would you like me to go first? Or oh, mine is also kind of short, so it's up to you. Well, mine's like probably going to be like 10 minutes. Okay. Okay, so we're going to talk about Incubi and Succubi today. Okay. We're going to kind of piggyback off of the sleep paralysis thing because that's kind of how they make you feel. So the female is a succubus. The male is an incubus. Mm-hmm. And... According to certain lore, they are demons that were believed to visit innocent people in the night to seduce them. No, thank you. Those attacked would feel sleep paralysis. Mm. They would feel like a heavy weight on their chest and would be unable to move until the incubi or succubi got what they wanted. Yeah. So, it was believed that malformed children, so, in some cases, even twins, were the result of a union between a woman and an incubus. Oh. So, if there was any type of deformity or mental illness or disability with that child it was thought to be as a result of that hmm. all right so the incubus and succubus were related to nightmares okay or night terrors so a visit from one of the creatures was regarded as a nightmare at one point in the middle ages the concept was widely discussed if i'm not mistaken there's even references Without um, using those terms, there are references in the Bible. Oh. Yeah. Um, The initial idea is supposed demons may have first arisen from the myths of ancient gods and goddesses seducing humans. So, like Zeus. That would make sense. And stuff like that. Going from the realm of the gods to earth in doing that. Uh, I never thought about it that way. Me neither. But it was basically everything revolved around sex. Yeah. So many times they would assume human shape. It was thought that the same 
entity could appear as male or female. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think that's true. Um, in that way, I feel like it would have to have a definitive. I. Gender. Part of me feels like it's one or the other just because there are two different names for it. Right. But then on the other hand, can they switch no. kind of thing? Right. I mean, I don't want to be that asshole that you're a male, you're a female kind of thing, but. Right. Okay. So for lack in, of a better wording. So using that as an example of it appearing as one or the other, mm-hmm. it could impregnate a woman. So first it would appear as a succubus and take the semen from a man. And then it would reappear as an incubus and deposit it in a female. Does that make sense? Oh. Um, so maybe it does switch. Yes. I mean, it ha- So there are cases that seem to throw some doubt on the whole theory of being visited by a incubus or succubus. A medieval nun said that she had been by her bishop. Um, the bishop, however, pointed out that it was obviously an incubus in his form who had tried to seduce her. Mm-hmm. And the, co- the the convent like accepted the bishop's explanation because back then, right, everything you know went in the man's favor. So nuns seemed especially susceptible. <laughs> Writing from 1754, told of a nun who would regularly disappear into her cell after dinner. Another nun heard low voices and sounds of lovemaking through the thin partition between their rooms. She ended up boring a hole in the wall, and she saw the nun making passionate love with a, like, comely youth, for lack of better terms. Um, So a much younger man. Right. After all the other nuns had been allowed to witness the scene, she was approached under the threat of torture she had admitted that she had been intimate with an incubus um in most of the early accounts of the seduction of demons and the like there was mention of intense pleasure brought about by this union but later, towards the end of the 15th century, it seemed like they shouldn't have been made, or shouldn't have been romanticized. Mm-hmm. This part gets me every time. Like, I, I had to take a while to type it. Um, the descriptions began to include the fact that Incubi had very large and rough parts that <laughs> emitted ice-cold semen. I can't... I can't bring myself to say the word. <sighs> we're all adults here. It's okay. Okay, so their penises there you go. were immensely large <laughs> and rough. And when they blew their load, it was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God damn it, I hate you. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you hate me. You. Oh, oh 
last time I was that shy of something, I asked you like four different times how I'm supposed to give something out. And <laughs> yeah. vagina on the radio. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. It's all fine. Anyway. Lady parts. <laughs> so. Gotta do it. Another book from 1486 made three classifications. One being those who submit voluntarily to incubi as witches. Okay. The second being those brought against their will by witches to sleep with incubi. And the third, those assaulted against their will, which is the night terrors. As the witch trials began to come around, people came to expect that a witch would have the relations with an incubator and be tortured until they confessed to that. Okay. So, back then, since women were basically seen more... How do I put this? Less than? No. More seductive than men. Um, it was supposed that the incubi outnumbered succubi by nine to one. Okay. Yeah. Not really sure how they came to that. Because if women were more seductive than men, wouldn't it be the other way around? That's what I was thinking. So, uh, there was a suggestion of succubi when Bridget Bishop was charged. Okay. She had been a tavern keeper who had two normal, I think, houses. They call them ordinaries. I, like, copy-pasted this word for word um, because of where it came from. One at Salem Village and one at Salem Town. Mm -hmm. The main charge against her seems to have been that she wore a red paragon bodice. And she, and had a great store of lace. She was also said to retain her youthful appearance despite her advancing years. Various decent upright married men of the Puritan community testified that her shape had visited them and plagued them in their sleep. On June 10th, 1692, (laughs) she was hung on Gallows Hill. However, there are notations that this may be the exact opposite. After that all came about, there are other theories and other lore that think that incubi and succubi are solitary creatures that are non-demonic in nature. Okay. And just want to be left alone. They know that their supernatural abilities will draw the attention of others, whether they choose it or not. So they just kind of want to, like, hang back and not do anything. But then you have the ones that, you know... I'm calling baloney. Yeah. Because if, if that were the case, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. <laughs> so... Just saying. And following these... Uh, I... Ideations? I don't know. 
All right. Okay. So following those, <laughs> um, <clears throat> it said that they're beings that resemble humans in all aspects. It said that they are viewed as more attractive or beautiful than most. Okay. So they're capable of conceiving children with regular humans. And their abilities don't manifest as long as they possess their virginity. So once they lose their V-card, lose their V-card, that's when their abilities like show up. Kind of like in werewolf lore, you have to be a certain age before you get your wolf. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Hmm. Okay. And I had, you know, some experiences that I was looking at on Reddit, but no one actually got back with me on whether or not I could use them. Boo. For SOL. Yeah, I don't really want to get sued. Yeah, I don't want to see some desist. Don't want to get sued. So. Well, poop. Yeah. But. Oh, BuzzFeed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't mind using BuzzFeed, but I found that, like, some of their stuff isn't as genuine. Yeah, some of it's kind of. Like, some of it's kind of fake. Yeah. Now, there is a website called YouGhostStories.com. I don't really know. I haven't seen anything on this site that says that we can't use it. Um, and I found one that's kind of, I think it is like an encounter with a succ- or incubus or succubus or whatever. Um, but reading the comments and stuff like that, I'm like, um, well, other people think it's wrong. But... See, that irks me. Yeah. It's your experience. Right. How are other people going to tell you whether it is they or is not? They ask for advice. Okay. So, the person who posted it, their tag is haunted. Uh, they are from Ohio. This was posted in 2010. Uh it says, I don't know where to start with this. I just feel like I need an answer, really. About three nights ago, perhaps four, I decided to take a cat nap around noon. I fell asleep for maybe about ten minutes when I started to feel weird. I had a feeling like I was not alone in my bed. I don't recall much between that time to what happened next or how long it took, but I can recall the feeling that I was off of my bed but held by my wrists. I then felt my body being touched and fondled, but not in a harmful or forceful way. I don't ever recall being scared, but I remember that my eyes were rolled back hard and that my back was arched up very high. I then remember getting up, but not being able to leave my bedroom, so sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. I tried screaming, but all I could hear was a faint whisper, and then I was back in bed. But it was this time I felt like I was having sex, but I wasn't scared. There were no bruises or scratches on my body. I only recall seeing the figure of a man, but I couldn't actually see him, only a black figure. 
But again, he did not scare me. But I do know that he was in control over the situation. I've never had this happen before. Please let me know if it was truly an incubus or something else. I feel like it was. It sounds like. But some of these are saying it's a demon. Which kind of fits textbook incubus. Um, but a lot of times when you think incubus, you think you personally, I think like forceful, not pleasant, right, kind of thing. You know, to be honest, when I think incubus, I'm not thinking about a demon. I'm thinking about the band, <laughs> but. <laughs> That's God damn it. Who I am as a person. <sighs> Excellent. But this I is feel what we're like friends. this is going like by the book. That sounds like textbook incubus. That would be what I think of. Right. When... Someone said it sounds like the Sandman or a Sandman, not an incubus. Because a sand can manipulate your dreams. But. Uh, yes. <clears throat> it, but they're not supposed. They're not supposed to be able to interact with you. Aside yeah. from make you tired and manipulate like your sleep. They're not supposed to be able to like touch you. Yeah. And manipulate your body. Just your mind. So it's, I don't know. Like some of these comments on here, I kind of just want to be like, you're wrong. You're dumb. You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is hmm. what I've got. Interesting. I'm kind of sad that no one on Reddit actually got back to me because those two were like really good. See, I feel like if you put it on the internet... You should be able to, you know. That's your own problem if somebody uses it. Yeah, but Personally. it is Reddit, and Reddit is a big platform. So, I mean, I can... I mean, it's like Facebook. I can see it. You can't send somebody a cease and desist for sharing your post. Right. I don't know. That's dumb. Yeah, agreed. Are you ready for one of the most badass women in true crime history? Yeah. Do you know where I'm going with this? I think so. Where do you think I'm going with this? I don't like being wrong, so just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about Mary Vincent. All right. Who are you thinking of? For some reason. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It wasn't her, I can tell you that. Okay. So, um, September 29th of 1978 in California. 15-year-old mm -hmm. Mary Vincent had left her parents' house and wanted to go stay with her grandfather in L.A. Okay, fine, cool. 
she didn't have any money, so she decided she was going to hitchhike along I-5. Of course. Strike number one. There were two other people with Mary on the side of the road. Um, eventually, a blue van stopped. The driver said he only had room for one of the hitchhikers. The other two that were with Mary tried to get her to stay back with them, but she decided she was going to take the ride anyway. Okay, okay. The man driving was 51-year-old Lawrence Singleton. He told Mary that he needed to make a pit stop at his house in San Pablo, and then they would head towards I-5. Absolutely not. No. After they left his house, Mary fell asleep in his van, and when she woke up, she realized that they had I-5. Mm -hmm. Singleton instead was headed towards Nevada. Shocker. What just happened to me? It's fine. I'm fine. You're over there having a stroke. I'm busy shoving my face full of poop. It's fine. We're all fine. When Mary woke up, she wanted to be let out, obviously, because this is the second time he's jerked her around. Right. Um, Singleton said that it was a mistake and he was happy to turn around, which he did. They then got to um, the I-5 and headed south. So, once they were on I-5, Singleton stopped the van, saying that he needed to pee. Okay, fine. Mary got out of the van, too, to stretch and tie her shoes. Singleton struck Mary on the back of the head with a hammer multiple times until she was unconscious. He threw her in the back of the van and tied her hands behind her back. After her hands were tied, Singleton tore off her clothes and repeatedly raped her. Um, yeah, Singleton got back into the driver's seat and began driving again. At some point, he stopped at a canyon and raped Mary again, because, you know, garbage human. Yep. Um, Mary obviously was pleading with him to let her go. He forced her to drink something out of a plastic jug, which made her pass out. When Mary came to, Singleton was dragging her on the ground, and they were about 50 yards from the van. Singleton stopped, cut the um, rope that he had tied her hands with, mm -hmm. and cut off her arms at the elbow with a hatchet. It took at least five swings per arm to cut her oh, arm God. off, and she was fully conscious. Singleton then threw Mary over the guardrail, and she landed in a drainage culvert at the bottom of a hill. She passed out due to blood loss, well, yeah. obviously, and Singleton left her there. He believed that there was no chance for her to survive. Fuck you, bitch. Apparently you were wrong. Um, she was naked. This makes my fucking skin crawl. She rolled her elbows in the mud to try to stop the bleeding. Oh. Knowing that that's going to give you a gnarly-ass infection... To have the presence of mind to cake your freshly cut off arms in mud. Yeah. Mm. It took hours for her to climb up the road from the bottom of the hill. She finally got to the top of the cliff and kept her arms raised so that the muscles and blood wouldn't fall out. Yeah. Quoting her. 
She walked down the interstate naked with her arms raised, trying to get someone to stop and help her. Can you imagine driving down a highway, seeing a naked teenager with her arms cut off, walking towards you? I would like to say I'd stop. I would like to say that, but I'd probably, like, I'm not gonna lie, I'd probably keep going. I'd call 911, but I'd probably keep going. She'd been walking for hours when a red convertible stopped to help her. They saw what had happened to her and drove off. Mary walked another three miles before she saw another car. They stopped to help her and they wrapped her arms in towels and then took her to the nearest hospital. She spent a month in the hospital. And she was intent on making sure that Singleton had what was coming to him. She gave a very detailed description of him and the police produced a detailed sketch of him, which was seen by his neighbor who called the police on him. Like a good person. There you go. Police went to San Pablo home and performed a search. They found Mary's cigarettes and remains of burnt clothing. He had already cleaned his van, fuck off, with the help of a neighbor before the police arrived. Fucking trash. Yeah. I'm sorry. If I see blood all over the back of your damn car, I'm not helping you clean it. No. Absolutely not. I, I can't be bothered to clean my own car. Why would I help you clean yours? Right. He like had... My car looks like it's lived in. <laughs> He had removed the carpet from the van and washed it and cleaned the inside of the van thoroughly. So there was no, no nothing. Singleton. You know, this is 78. Mm-hmm. How did he get rid of all of the carpet in the van? <laughs> the whole thing was probably carpet. <laughs> the whole carpet. thing was probably carpet. <laughs> probably a disgusting ass Astro van. Oh God, ew. All I can think of is like, the, like, conversion vans mm-hmm. there were nothing but carpet yep like the walls were velvet carpet mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. singleton told police that he had picked up mary and after that he picked up two other male hitchhikers named larry and pedro singleton said that they stopped at a bar smoked marijuana and paid mary to have sex with them He claimed that he passed out after that and Larry drove the van to San Francisco. And when he woke, he said that Mary's clothes were in the van, but Mary was gone. He denied having anything to do with her rape and her maiming. I'm sorry. If she gave a detailed ass sketch of you and they found you. I mean, you mean to say that she just took a mental picture of somebody she saw on the street? Nah. Other people who have been more guilty have gotten away. Yeah, not wrong. So, trial. Mary testified at Singleton's trial and had to go through all the details of the horrific things that happened to her. And she did identify him as her attacker. When Mary was finished with her testimony, she had to walk past him. He spoke directly to her and said, I'll finish this job if it takes the rest of my life. You dumb. Is he dead yet? I don't remember. I did these notes a while ago. (laughs) We'll find out. The jury found Singleton guilty of kidnapping, mayhem, attempted murder, forcible rape, sodomy, and forced oral copulation. I do not like that word. 
Singleton received the maximum. I, I know, right? He received the maximum sentence, but unfortunately, a judge could not impose consecutive sentence for each felony. As a result, the most time that Singleton could spend in prison was 14 years and four months. Motherfucker, you cut somebody's arms off. The judge wanted him to spend the rest of his life in prison, but he sentenced him to the max of the 14 years and four months. So, her nightmare did not end there. Of course. Yeah. Uh, even after she was married and had children, Mary found it hard to leave the house for routine things and found it impossible to keep a job. Um, after his sentence, Singleton spent the next few years in prison working and due to his good behavior, was able to get out early on parole. Of course. He served a total of seven years and nine Bullshit Half justice of your fucking system. sentence. Bullshit justice. And you cut off somebody's arms. Are you fucking kidding me? Multiple towns in California chased Singleton out when he was released, and he moved to Orient Park, Florida. He was forced to register with the state as a convicted felon, as required by law. However, local law enforcement did not have to notify his new neighbors, which I think is bullshit. It is bullshit. February 19th of 1997, a house painter was painting a nearby house and happened to look in the window of Singleton's home. He saw a horrific scene and immediately called the police. There was a naked man covered in blood stabbing a naked woman. The woman appeared to be unconscious on the sofa. The painter said that he could hear her bones being crushed after each stab. The fact that you made that noise. <laughs> Police arrived at the house and discovered the man was Singleton. The woman was 31-year-old Roxanne Hayes. She was a mother, 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 mother of three and a sex worker, and had agreed to meet Singleton at his home for twenty dollars. Oh, he wow. claimed that they struggled because she tried to take more money than was agreed, and that he didn't mean for her to die. Sure. Even though Mary was still dealing with her own issues, she testified at Roxanne's trial to get justice. It took the jury four hours to reach a verdict. Four hours too long, personally. Yeah. Singleton was found guilty and given the death penalty. And on December 28th, 2001, he died of cancer while awaiting his execution. Bye-bye. Bullshit. Bye-bye. Fucking bullshit. I mean, at least Florida gave him the death penalty. But see it out before he dies of cancer. See, I mean, like, I've watched family members, like, suffer. See, if you're on death row, hopefully you're there for a reason and you weren't wrongfully convicted, first off. Secondly, you deserve every form of torture and every oh, form of cancer and whatever you did to um, land yourself on death row, personally. Just saying. Absolutely. He should have had his arms cut off, and he should have been stabbed until his bones break. Yeah. Just saying. Throw it out there. Anyway. You can find all of our socials in our bio and in the show notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, our giveaway. 
Oh yeah, I always forget about that. Yeah, because we forget about this all the time. Um, if we hit 250 likes on Facebook and 250 likes on Instagram for a total of 500 likes between the two, we will be doing a customized, well, personalized <laughs> Tumblr. Um, how to be specific. Yeah, how to be really specific. It will be a personalized Tumblr with our logo and some cool true crime related stuff. Our stickers. In the background. Um, we'll probably have some candy. And throw some stickers and in. Some stickers in it. It even comes with a lid and a straw. Look at that. Fanciness. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyways. With that. Hold on. We're not oh, hungry. God. You forgot the best part. What did I forget? If we hit 250 on Facebook. Oh, yeah. 250 on Twitter. 250 on Instagram. 250 everywhere. On all three platforms. We will give away a one-of-a-kind reverse tie-dyed hoodie with our logo on it. Super cool and super comfy. They are one-of-a-kind because they are tie-dyed. No two shirts will be the same. I actually got complimented on mine in Marshalls the other day. Yeah. In Lafayette. It was kind of cool. I was really confused. Because I was wearing it. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. She actually said she would start listening to our podcast. It was kind of nice. But she really liked the way that the hoodie was done. So if you're listening, hi. Yeah, hi. <laughs> um, but that being said. Now are we done? Yes. <laughs> Go on. I know you want to say it first. Stay safe. And try not to become the next 10-0.